Sometimes our fears grab a hold of us and keeps us immobile. Other times we just avoid it at all costs. What are you most afraid of? Are you afraid of spiders? Are you afraid of someone? Are you just being paranoid? Clutch onto your courage and join us on the topic of facing your fears tonight on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Rome. You're listening to Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. The content that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent their views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Rome. Hello, 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 everybody. I am Alexis, and I am going to be your host for tonight on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Rome. Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Rome, is a company that has a foundation and mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. Here on the line tonight, I have some of my favorite ladies. Can you please identify yourself when I call out your area code? 207? Kelly. Kelly. You said 267 is Corinne. Yes. And last but not least, 404. This is T. Okay. Hi, ladies. And tonight I wanted to talk about facing your fears. Lately, with the theme of this month, we were talking about fears, what are we afraid of, the difference between fears and phobia. And last night, we did a podcast about jumping out of a plane. That could I took it to be a metaphor because I'm sure with you, our listeners, it's not a surprise. I'm a chicken. I am not going to be. Uh, I am definitely not going to be jumping out of any planes unless it's about to blow up. But regardless, tonight, facing your fears is definitely an important topic to me that is near and dear to my heart. As I had admitted on this podcast, I don't really think that I really am afraid of success or afraid of things. I'm just afraid to start or afraid of the journey that's going to get there because I was raised by someone who did not believe in coddling me or babying me about my fears. She is just the type of person where she's going to throw you into the ring head first or feet first with the firm belief that eventually by the time it's all over, you're going to not be stumbling anymore. You've learned how to walk. So 
for the purpose of this podcast, let's go around and ask each of the ladies what are they most afraid of currently. Let's start with you, Corinne. Do you have a fear that is current, at least for tonight? Uh, I guess what the first thing that popped up in my head was um, not succeeding. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part. Not succeeding. Not succeeding. Okay. Uh, What about you, Kelly? I know you mentioned before you don't have any fears, but is there anything that you might be fearing or have a phobia of? Currently, right now? No. no, Alexis, I remain the same. I have no fears. The only, I did say I have a fear of God, right? But that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What about you, T? Well, basically, after last night's show, I'm having a fear of clowns because mm, clowns might get you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For me, For me, myself, I will be the first to admit, I have a fear of not being in control. It is no secret to my family that I'm a bit of a control freak, and it has been pointed out several times that maybe if I learned how to chill and relax my hold on certain things, things wouldn't be so stressful. On the other side, I have tried to heed my family's advice. I decided not to, how do I put this nicely, micromanage everyone's butt to get things done for a particular family event. I did not plan it. I did not micromanage it. I basically allowed everybody to do whatever the, they wanted. And guess what? The event was never held because nobody got their crap done. So now my family no longer likes to say that, Let's just leave Alexis alone. She's just a control freak. So for me, I have a fear of losing control, whether it comes for um, work, whether it comes to my personal life, whether it comes to um, school, I definitely do have a fear of that. So facing your fears basically is going to help you be a better you. Because sometimes when we are afraid of something, someone, or whether it's a figment of our imagination or not, it does affect the choices or how we live our life. Like for T, if she says that she is afraid of clowns, well, after the show yesterday, I can understand why she would be afraid of clowns. But on the other, uh, on the other hand, to poke a little humor at it, if she's so afraid of clowns, then does that mean she's never going to attend the circus? Because a circus has clowns. So to face your fear is easier said than done, depending on whether it's a fear or a phobia or if the person is willing or not. Because we also have discussed that some people have a phobia of leaving their house and they fear going outside to the real world. They want to stay within the comforts of four walls that is known as their home. So for somebody who doesn't suffer from that, it's quite easy for us to say, well, all you have to do is open your door and step through and you're outside. 
But for the person who is deeply afraid of the big world or deeply afraid of leaving the comfort of their own home, it's not as simple. Like, because we don't understand why they are so afraid of the big world. Is it because they're afraid of fresh air? Is it because they're afraid of the sun? Is it because they fear the fear of being judged? Or maybe something traumatic happened to them that they've just learned to be afraid of the world. So it's not as quite as simple as it is to say, let's just get over it or let's just face our fears. So the first step is you're going to have to admit that you do have a fear. And this is also easier said than done because for me, sometimes the fear of losing control does affect how I choose to put myself in situations or how I dominate certain things. It has been brought to my attention with certain family members that sometimes I override them, just rather do it myself. I don't like the fact of what if. I don't like the fact that if I don't micromanage something or if something doesn't plan or if I don't ride anybody hard, then it's just not going to get done. So because I know that about myself and I have this fear of control, of fear of letting go of that control or fear of allowing somebody else to take the reins, it, I, I stress myself out when it comes to events. It's gone so bad to the point where my sister just was like, well, I can't really help you because you won't let me help you, and you do it to yourself, so you have no one to blame but yourself. So in a way, my fear of losing control does affect my life because when it comes to school projects, I will be the first one to admit I'm anal retentive when it comes to my grades. I do not like it when other people are in charge. So for every school project that I have to do for every group project, I always put myself in charge because that way I can kick everybody else's butt and ensure that everything gets done because my grades are very important to me. And for me, the what if, what if someone doesn't get it done isn't going to play with me. So for me, I I do realize, and I am going to admit for the sake of tonight and moving forward, that I do, I, I, am go, I do realize I have a fear of success. So Corinne, you mentioned you have a fear of not succeeding. Are you willing to admit that you have that fear and does it affect the way that you make your choices or how you live your life? No, I think it just makes me work harder. Okay. So you don't think that by you realizing that you have a fear of not succeeding, it doesn't affect the choices you make to make yourself work harder? Um, I'm sure it probably affects the fact that, like, maybe because I know I have to maybe be, like, a little bit, like, above. I'm not going to say everybody else, but, like, you know, step ahead, you have to stick out. Of course, like in anything that you do, you have to, you know, stick out. And um, I think maybe it affects me, like maybe not going to bed at a reasonable time sometimes. Um, but you know, it's always um, for a reason and a purpose. Okay. So, what about you, T? You mentioned you have a fear of clowns. So. You realized this yesterday. I don't know if this question is appropriate. So are you willing to admit that you have a fear of clouds and is it going to affect the choices you make or the way you live your life? Well, a couple things I want to say in reference to that. Like when we had the show before talking about fears and phobias, 
what, one of the things I said, there, there's a, there are quite a few things, like, you know, in reference to heights, that's a fear. Like, oh, man, I don't want to be, like, high. I have to look out. Like, that freaks me out. Sometimes even when I get in the elevator and, like, it's an elevator that is, like, a, um, the clear one and you look down, I'm, I feel a little kind of squeamish. And then also when I have dreams, in my dreams I'm claustrophobic, but I'm not really sure if I am for real, for real. And on the last um, show you did, you talked about phobias. I also talked about, I, I don't know if it's a fear or phobia of, like, going out because of the coronavirus like hey it's so much uncertainty and i'm not really sure like how you get it how you don't how you get over it i think about a million people across the world has died so it's made me a lot cautious there's a lot of places that i really wanted to go and a lot of people that i really wanted to see and a lot of things that I've wanted to do, but I have refrained and only done the things that I absolutely need to do. Corinne, if you remember, I think last week I was telling you, oh, I want to give you a hug. Remember when I told you that? And then I yeah. said what? <laughs> you said, oh, no, you supposed to be social distancing. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, to, so to be specific to answer what you asked, Alexis, I'm the type of person that I'm all about facing my fears. And like Corinne said, okay, my, you know, I have a fear of success. Then we say, okay, well, what is it that you need to do to overcome that fear? So different things that I'm fearful of, like with clowns, okay, yeah, I can go to the circus. And actually clowns have never bothered me before until, you know, Annie said what she said yesterday, and it just kind of, it kind of concerned me. <laughs> now the next time I see a clown or somebody at a party, I'm going to be checking three times and make sure they're not a serial killer because in reality, that's kind of scary. And the, and the last thing I want to say before I turn it back over to you, Alexis, is in reference to what Kelleher said, she said the only thing I fear is God. I can relate to that as well because I am a believer. And in reality, that I know that's really all we should fear for those that believe is God because there's nothing else um, that's more powerful and that's more important. So I just wanted to say to you, Kelleher, I could definitely relate to what you said as well. Thank you for allowing me to share, Alexis. Back to you. But see, the fact that you you learned or you have a fear of clowns, actually not to be poked fun of, because believe it or not, did you know clowns like serial killers and or kidnappers and are people who commit crimes do wear clown masks? because it's the easiest costume to get your hands on. And most children, believe it or not, are not afraid of clowns. So when they see a clown, especially somebody who's painted their face as a clown with a big red smiley face and like maybe has a puppy or something like that, that's actually one of the easiest gimmicks to lure children to um, a dangerous situation. Most children are not afraid of clowns. So the fear of clowns is actually not something that I would poke fun of, but like hearing what Annie had to say yesterday about um, the person who dressed up as a clown and committed crimes, that's actually pretty scary to think about. So moving on, the second thing is, the first is to admit that you have this fear and that it does um, affect the way you make your choices and or how you'll live your life. The second um, 
step to facing your fears is admitting that you do have a problem and that you need help in overcoming this fear. Because whether we choose to admit it or not, our fears and our phobias does have an effect on how we live our everyday lives. For me, the fear of losing control puts added stress on me because I don't want to ever be in a situation where I don't understand what the outcome is. Yes, I understand that that's not in a perfect world. Yes, I understand that ideally life has a way of throwing curveballs and you can't always predict the outcome. I'm not claiming I'm clairvoyant or psychic where I know exactly how a situation is going to turn out, but I like to have some sort of an idea or some sort of a plan because I myself do not react well to change. So I think that the fact that I don't react well to change is from because I always have to be in control. I do not like to be in the situation where everybody is just going to say, oh, la-di-da, everything will be fine at the end. It doesn't work that way with me and um, how I was brought up because I believe how I was brought up from the person who raised me for the important years of my life, my teen years, how I was brought up was to always have a plan. And if you have a plan, you better have a backup plan. And that backup plan better have a backup plan because that was just how she operated and I learned from her. Because ironically, has you ladies ever heard of the saying that children are a map of their parents or the apple does not fall far from the apple tree? I've heard of the saying that the traits of the parents become the tendencies of the children. Yes. So here's the thing. When I was a teenager, sidebar, I did everything I could to be the opposite of my aunt. I was the rebellious one. My sister was the good child. I was the problematic child. But when I reached my senior year, this is what my high school counselor said to me, where I realized I am more like the person who raised me than I will ever care to admit. Because she said to me, she goes, Alexis, have you ever met somebody as stubborn, has a tendency to dig their uh, their heels into the ground, isn't willing to compromise when they believe they are right, has to be in control of every situation, has to have the last word, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sitting there, and my my counselor is like, yeah, does that remind you of someone? And I'm I'm not going to admit this, but, yes, the older I get, the more I realize that I am more like the person who raised me. So admitting that you have this problem and admitting that you need help to overcome it, because sometimes we cannot overcome our fears or our phobias without some help, whether that help means asking a friend or maybe reaching out to a family member, or sometimes, believe it or not, you do need that professional help. So, Karim, you said you had a fear of not being successful. So how do you have a plan on how you aren't going to make your fear come true, if that makes sense? Like how are you going to overcome not being, be, not being fear, fearful of not being successful? Um, I mean, I think it's a healthy fear. Um, it's just like something to keep you in your toes more or less. Like, because I believe there's some fears that are healthy and some that are not. Um, so basically, when I say healthy fear, basically it's just you challenging yourself. Like, for example, um, 
had a, a fear with public speaking, but I wanted to do podcasts, and here I am. So um, you can, I think it's about challenging yourself at the end of the day and just facing whatever things that you may be fearful of. So, Kelleher, I know that earlier you said you have a fear of God. Well, I don't know if this question would apply to you, but how does the fear of God affect how you make your choices and how you choose to live your everyday life? Okay, thank you, Alexis. Well, what I do is that um, I go and I take on Bible study. I do continual educations of thesis, which is a real subject, and I've taken it up in college. And um, how does it affect my life? Well, what I believe how it affects my life is that I am aligning with people, places, and things that have similar acceptance or learning and teachings, and that... Um, I also uh, take time out to meditate and pray. I judge myself a lot uh, when coming in contact with others. I do my best to be an instant friend um, on one, uh, not ever instigate or inspire any kind of negativity, neither for myself or others. And I also, um, I'm very keen on surviving because sometimes the world can be cruel. But um, even still, I always do my best to give the advice that I would take to myself. Okay. Well, um, for me, admitting that I have fear of control is actually pretty simple because my family is the kind of family that will basically tell you to your face when they notice a flaw and or a problem. That's just the kind of family that I have. Some days I love them for it. Other days I wish I could duct tape their mouth shut. Um, for me, getting help on the fear of losing control is not as easy as it sounds because you would think in the ideal world I would be able to understand that no, I cannot control everybody. No, I cannot out control the outcome. The only thing that I control, that I really have any control is over myself. Because sometimes you know that you don't have, a, you don't have control over your situation because life, like I said, loves to throw you those curveballs where you find yourself in a situation where you cannot control the outcome. So for me, I'm learning to take it a day at a time, and that's what I mean moving us into the next step. Now that you've reached out and gotten help, right, you're going to have to understand that just because you asked for help, just because you went to, you started to go and seek professional help if you should need it, or if you asked a friend to hold you accountable, or if you um, talk to your friends and family about it, you're not going to just get over your fear. It's going to take time and it takes work. It takes work to put in the effort to realize that this is a fear and you too will survive because it's going to be a day at a time. I can't just go to bed tonight and realize, yes, Alexis has a fear of control. Yes, Alexis would like to get over it. So you know what? Alexis is just going to go to bed and then tomorrow morning Alexis is going to wake up and realize 
she no longer has the fear of losing control, that's not going to happen. I've always had this thing about fear of losing control ever since I was a teenager. I'm 34. It's not going anywhere soon. So it's a day at a time, right? And I know that does not sound fair to a lot of people because a lot of people, they have a lot of fears that do affect the way that they live their life. And they wish that they could just get over it just like that. At a snap of a finger, you snap your finger, you're over it, and you can continue to live your life, right? In a perfect world, I would love to make that happen for you where I could snap my fingers and say, okay, so-and-so, you're no longer afraid of so such and such and go live and go live a happy life. It doesn't work that way. Right? Because as I said, some fears are actually phobias, some phobias are actually fears, and sometimes people need more help than they realize. And with that, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. Every donation helps. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. is making time for sexy time. The actress revealed that her and her husband, Corey Hedrick, schedule when they'll be intimate to make sure their sex life is not neglected. The Sister Sister star confessed on the What to Expect podcast on Wednesday that becoming parents have made spontaneous hookups less of a possibility. Maury, who is 42, and her husband, Hedrick is 40, have been married since 2008 and share Sun Cree 9 and daughter Cairo 2. The actress admitted that when she was younger and she would hear people scheduling sex, she'll be like, why do you have to do that? But now she realizes that with kids and work and all that life brings, you just have to make sure that it's not neglected anyway. The actress also admitted that her and her husband continue to date each other to keep the romance of their relationship alive. We dress up, she said. You have to stay in the dating phase where you dress up for each other, put on some perfume, spend that quality time together, especially when you have kids. Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at buildingromeinc.com. Once again, the website is buildingromeinc.com. Do you have a product, brand, or service that you want to advertise on our platform? 
We'll look no further. Send us an email to realgirlfriends7 at gmail.com. That's realgirlfriends, the number 7, at gmail.com to place your advertisement here. And we are back. Before we went on break, I said the first step was to acknowledge the fact that you have a fear. The second step was to acknowledge that it does affect the way you live your life and that you need help. And the third is going to realize that it's going to take time, work, and effort. It's not an overnight process, and it's one day at a time. So the fourth and final step is, For those who are suffering from fears and phobias for a lifetime that you just can't get over, but you definitely can manage, right, with medication, i.e. therapy, i.e. just living your life at a time, do not ever take yourself off of your meds or stop receiving the help that you need. Because sometimes when we think we are doing so much better, we think that we can manage on our own. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying that it's just best to talk to those who are helping you, i.e. the professionals, whether you can pull back on your meds or whether you can pull back on therapy. Because here's the thing. Therapy only works if we're honest, right? And therapy, for me, helps me realize what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong and whether my fears or my paranoia or my phobias or what I think is wrong is really there or not. So therapy for me is a neutral person because for me, sometimes when we have our friends, I'm not saying your friends won't tell you the truth and I'm not telling your you your friends won't give you the brutal honesty. But sometimes, believe it or not, they just don't want to be in a situation where they're going to have to hurt your feelings or and stuff like that. Or sometimes who you need to really talk about is your friends. The same thing with family. For my family, there are just certain people that I just choose not to talk to. Not because I don't love them. It's just because of the relationship and the way things are. It's better for me and it's better for them to just say hi from across the room and leave it at that. So the final step is after you admit it that you need help and you're getting it, never to take your finger off and work at it because fears we do overcome phobias we do overcome however there is always that little dot in the back of your mind that you think it's going to come back for me there have been a lot of fears or a lot of phobias I have overcome like for example as children who wasn't afraid of the dark right? But eventually the child grows up and they're not so afraid of the dark anymore. But that doesn't mean that it's not so scary for them when they're in their 20s to walk down that pitch black street. So with all these steps, my whole hope for this episode, this podcast, is to help you face your fears in hopes that it's going to encourage you to get the help that you need, take the steps you need to face your fears and conquer them. Because like Tawana has always said, you only have one life to live. And the last 
thing that we all want is for our fears to grab a hold of us and just keep us immobile. Because when our fear keeps us immobile and we're not progressing, we're not moving forward, we're not achieving the goals and the dreams that we have for ourselves, life moves on without us. Time doesn't stand still. Just because we're afraid of getting into that elevator, just because we're afraid of clowns, just because we're afraid of losing control or not being successful, if we choose to allow our fears to hold us in place, life moves on without us. And before you realize it's going to be the end of the year, it's going to be next year, or even the following year, and you realize you missed that on all these times. So, Corinne, now that you said that you believe your fear is healthy because you said it pushes you to be better, be one step ahead, so always make sure that you have a way to succeed towards your goals. May I ask you, what do you think that our listeners should do to help them achieve their goals in in conquering their fears, something that I did not mention tonight. Maybe just acknowledging that they have the fear and that they can overcome it, just um, and then finding maybe someone that is, let's say if you're afraid of, let's say like um, someone is afraid of clowns, maybe have a conversation with the clown and um, try to, you know, I guess see another point of view. So if you're afraid of, like, let's say um, the water, then maybe they just take baby steps into getting into the water. Yes. So, Tawanda, Corinne said that maybe if you actually had a conversation with the clown, you'll be able to see another point of view. Are you willing to have a conversation with the clown? Tawanda? I apologize. I had to um I had to come off of mute, Alexis. Well, everything doesn't work for everyone. And I'm all about facing my fears if I choose to. With my height, the height fear, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do about that. Uh stay away from heights. Claustrophobia, <laughs> not sure. Coronavirus, I'm probably gonna write a letter to the president and see if um we can hurry up and get a cure. In reference to clowns, I really think the fear, my, the fear really may be a, more of a concern than anything because when Andy was talking about the serial killer, it just really took, just kind of reminded me because I heard that before, but it just kind of concerned me. So now I'll be looking at clowns a little different. So do I think I'm not going to look at clowns differently? Sure am because there's so much craziness going on. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely be looking at clowns differently for a while. I'm so sorry to tell you that. Like you, I have a fear of heights, but I can live with my fear of heights now. Believe it or not, I used to not be able to look down like you when I'm up high, right? But that only happened to me because I now refuse to get on um, Ferris wheels because the one time I got on a Ferris wheel, the gentleman who was operating the Ferris wheel decided to take a smoke break. And left me, my sister, and my cousin uh, in the ride all the way at the top. And that was the night it decided to be really windy. And can you imagine you being stuck on a Ferris wheel? It's really windy. And the ride is really rocking to the point where you feel like you're going to fall out of the ride, 
right? So the three of us had to move around to distribute our weight to hope that the ride wouldn't rock that much. And imagine me looking over the side of that Ferris wheel, screaming down at my aunt to get me the down, right? So by the time she did find that person, I no longer, thank God, am afraid of heights. I'm comfortable with it. But I have a fear of Ferris wheels that I'm never going to get over. I don't care how safe someone tells me. I'm not getting on. I My my butt is staying on the ground. I am quite happy holding on to your bags, your drinks, your snacks, and I'll wait for you like a good friend, but I'm not getting on that ride with you. So, Kalahar, you said you have a fear of God and such like that. So do you have any advice for our listeners on how they can face their fears, something that I did not mention today. Uh, Well, thank you, Alexis. I believe that it was uh, pretty well captured. Um, Face your fear, go forward, uh, take baby steps, like Corinne mentioned. Um, do your best not to overlook your intuition, however, because we do not want anyone getting hurt. That's very important. So if you if you cannot make it, um, you can attempt to have someone hold your hand a little bit at a time. But if you feel that it just cannot be trusted and should not be trusted, then to work with that. We'll have to accept that it's just something that should not be done, like in the case of Alexis and the Ferris wheel trip. Um, not after that experience, it was just about enough. And her intuition has her to believe that that was one shot in a million, and she's good with that, and she'll wait on the ground holding drinks <laughs> and your prize gifts from the amusement park, but no more going up on Ferris wheels. So that's good. I don't, I don't do roller coasters either. See, come on, that's right. I'm a chicken. Okay, I'm the friend that will go with you and hang out with you. But on the rides that have the dips, the turns, the upside downs, or even the Ferris wheel, I will be more than happy to hold your drinks, hold your bags, hold your snacks. But I'm not going to be the friend that's going to be sitting next to you on that ride. Sorry. So maybe you should bring more than one friend. What about you, Tawanda? Any final words for our listeners? Okay, yeah, I had to come off mute again. I apologize, Alexis. Yes, my final um, message I want to say is just really to ditto what um, Corinne had said earlier when she was talking about the fear of success and sometimes it's healthy. You know, number one, like you said, identify fears, and number two, if it's something you want to actually face, don't face it alone. Sometimes you um, may need a friend or someone that you can actually take that step with, and that's why we're here. We're here to talk about it, we're here to discuss it, and we're here to be a support system for women all across the globe so we can take one step together. So I'm just super excited. I'm here. I'm available. And if I am not here and available, then, of course, these other ladies are as well. Together we can. So my final words to our listeners and the ladies on the lines are this. Facing your fears and or phobias, I understand, is easier said than done. If you're not ready today, that's okay. Maybe it's tomorrow or maybe it's next week. What I do caution you is not to allow too much time to pass because, believe it or not, tomorrow is not guaranteed, right? You definitely do not want 
to get the big ticket upstairs or whatever it is you believe in after you pass and realize there was so much more down here that you wanted to achieve, but because of a fear or a phobia that you did not work on, it prevented you from achieving what you want. So let's just all encourage each other a day at a time, a step at a time. And if you need someone to hold your hand, I will be more than glad to hold your hand, except for if you're going to get on a Ferris wheel or a roller coaster. Yeah, I'm not that proud. Maybe Corinne or maybe Kelly would go with you, but mm-mm, sorry. I'll be more than happy to hold your bags, and I'll even be nice to hold your hair if you happen to get sick after the ride, but I'm not getting on that ride with you. Uh, with that, let's wish, I want to wish all our listeners a good night. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.